big win tonight. 2-0. Get the brooms out. See a fish. It ain't me. It ain't the Marlins, that's for damn sure. Bye-bye, Marlins. Bye-bye, Marlins. Here we are, I atop on a Wednesday night, the west side of Cherry Hill. Well, just with the doctor ordered, 2-0, rest up, save your arm, save the bullpen. Yeah, it would have been nice to see. No, it wouldn't have been. No, I mean, yeah, it's always nice to see a deciding game, especially at home. But I lose my mind. Um, what a win. I mean, we you play the schedule, that's presented. That's the way it always is in all sports, universal thinking. And uh, where do you start? Talk, how do you, What do you talk about first? First things first. We touched on it last night. I got a lot of feedback today throughout the day. I heard from a couple uh, engineers, sound, noise, test environment guys, that at one of them that the Phillies commissioned to do some uh, studies. Um, and basically we have like uh, something going on. It's like a bit of a phenomenon. They can't believe that you have an open stadium and the noise level um you know the noise is staying in the stadium like it's like it's like it's a dome it's louder than the domes so you have you have a you know no top no canopy and louder than the domes uh stadium uh with a roof on it that doesn't that's not logical i'm not a scientist that doesn't make any sense uh we sent some family members over tonight lauren Parr, a couple others uh some employees and everybody's talking about the noise. I mean, it's we got that last year. The fans haven't missed a beat. They picked right up on it, and um, they haven't. They just seamless. They, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't hesitate. It's there's nothing missing from the end of the the run last year. This stadium is the right word is electric, and that's what everybody keeps saying. And all of a sudden, it's being bantered about that the most prolific home field, I know I said this a little bit last night on the podcast, is Citizens Bank Park. And uh, that is true. My wife is walking by. Marion, is that true? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. She said, that's it. Don't ever try to get her in this podcast. She just picked up her speed, got up the steps. Uh, too cute. But it's it's crazy. And it I, I once the expo, not that long ago, uh, I shared this. What is it when you've got 45,000 people, you know, screaming um, and uh, the noise level, decibels and all that stuff? What is, what is it? What does it technically do to you? I mean, it doesn't make a 300 hitter not be able to hit, you know, so on and so forth. And he said, no, he says, what it does is the whole vibrating uh, environment that you're in makes it extremely difficult to focus. You lose focus. It's hard to get your feet on the ground it, and, and no, you know, your bearings. You, you lose focus. And, you know, it makes sense, right? Could you imagine trying to do something in business if you had 46,000 people screaming at you at the same time you're trying to concentrate on a project? Probably be pretty tough. Uh, I, I think the grind that this team went through Last year, 17 games. I think that's what it was in the postseason. 
um, ideally qualifies them for the for for this postseason play. No doubt about that. And you see that in the poise. You see it in the. I mean, the, let's face it. The Marlin pitchers, the two lefties, were tough. I mean, they're throwing these balls up there at ninety nine miles an hour, and these you know spin rates and and uh, they look very tough in the beginning. It, first inning, you look at it and say, oh, "Wow, we're really going to struggle." And then base hit, uh, good at bat, you get a walk, and we stick with. I mean, we have seven hits and six extra base. It tells you how much you're on the ball. I mean, we struck out tonight twelve times. You, the critic may say, "Oh, you struck out twelve times." Yeah, well, these guys are tough. These guys are throwing ninety nine with all kinds of winders and sliders and zippers and you know, whatever they want to call it. Uh, but we get to them, we wear them down. We get to the pen, wear them down, and then you get the big hit by uh, by Stott tonight. And and that's the thing. I mean, anybody can beat you in this lineup. It's um, take your pick, Casty. You know, JT's hot again. You know, certainly bomb. I mean, Harp. Schwarber, I mean, anybody can beat you. If you would have told me in July that we would have uh, the the two young kids in this lineup at the expense of Marsh out, I know lefty-righty. But guess what? Marsh's numbers as a left-handed batter against left-handed pitching, it, it, they're they're not that bad. It's not that bad at all. Um, hats off to um, our manager who has made some tough moves and and. You know, he's he's put an elite outfield together. And the elite outfield, notwithstanding a, a ball tonight that had to be caught by uh, Paul Shea, whatever his name is, that ball's got to get caught. Went a long way for it. He knows he'll catch that next one. But if if, if somehow that's what you're going to have in left and center, then the outfield does become elite. Um, you know, two-thirds of it. And and that's, that's me. I mean, the pickoff tonight by Nola in the top of the third, that can't happen. And all of a sudden, you don't have to have uh, a rise come up with a man in scoring position. That's kind of a momentum turnaround, if you will. Uh, that, that How that guy gets picked off a second. And then right after that happens, they're sticking a, 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 a mic in the Marlins manager's face to describe, you know. I got to tell you something. How the players you need to not push back on that Bush League in the dugout interview nonsense it's all about money i get it you get it we all get it it's a disgrace i mean you're in you're in the moment man you're you're playing major league baseball and that 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 dugout not the sanctuary that's that's not for anybody else i know they leave the dugout for the interview but i mean that's just bullcrap to slow down the pace and momentum and vibe of the game for you to have to refocus um, what some idiot's question is that very rarely is the question you'd want to hear asked. I mean, just, you know, it just, it, it's not relevant. It's stupid. And uh, it's all part of the TV contracts and all that stuff for money, but it's, uh, it's overreaching. It's wrong. And it, it just should not happen. And it bothers me to no end. Um, you could see the players and managers often very frustrated with it and, and cut the, uh, the announcer short, um, the interviewer short. Uh, we predicted that their star player would be 265. Uh, that was the over-under line I said, 265. I went under. I think he ended up at 128. Nice call, Chuck, if I may give myself a little bit of a half a gold star. Um, the uh, 
It was, it was a class act. You know, Harper made a, a bit of a nice play again tonight and flipped to Nolan, and he and he said, nice play. The guy's really wounded, man. I mean, he's batting on one foot, and uh, he went out of his way to say nice play. So everybody's complaining about the umpire, and I hear you. I saw it too. Let's explain one thing. I do a lot of the K-Zone, ESPN K-Zone audits, and I look at the umpire reports. I'll just say this, that when you got a really good uh, knuckle curve, stuff like that going on, whatever you want to call it, you know, um, sinker. In all of tonight's uh, pitches were extreme, all right, extreme. I mean, starting belt, dropping, shoelaces type pitches. The catchers, if they lined up at the very tip of the back of the 17 inches of home plate, would all get concussed. They'd be hit on every every swing. So the catchers, as you well know, have to have a distance in back of the plate. That distance is is greater than you think. And even though the catcher's mitt is reaching for the ball, if you look at a side angle, you'll see where some of these uh, off-speed pitchers are caught. And it's a it's it's greater distance than you think. I've analyzed this, okay? So when you see a catcher catching the ball on the dirt, a little bit off the dirt, and you see the umpire call strike, the umpire is tasked by Major League Baseball rules to call what passes through the K zone, the strike zone. It, you see it when they superimpose the multidimensional zone, and all of a sudden you see, and they did show it later tonight. It was funny they did because I was texting some of the, uh, I call them the inner circle guys. I get myself in trouble, a lot of people. Uh, the, the You know, it's like a, you have wine collections, right? You have that, the inner circle. Well, you know, I've got about 15 guys that are in the inner circle there that respond back to stuff when we enjoy watching a game together. And I was saying that these, now the, the pitches that are outside the plate, it's a bit of a different story. But the ones that appear low, uh, I was saying, you know, they're strikes, but they're caught low. And sure enough, later on, they showed a bunch of the arrows and where the pitches were and, and where they ended up and where they passed through the plate as strikes ended up very low on the dirt. It's common if you've got that type of action. And Noel had that going tonight. Now, on some of the pitches outside the black, they're balls that, that he missed. There's no doubt about that. Um, but, listen, nitpick it all you want. It's not going to change a 7-1 outcome. And uh, this is the team that's just – this is the team that's easy to love. I mean, the, the, the club – I don't know that I'm in back of the champagne celebration going on tonight. I noticed Harper wanted to know part of it again. Harper's so focused like a true pro in winning, you know, everything – I'm sorry, he's, you know, the first celebration, he was outside the dugout steps with his family. Uh, didn't want to make it look too obvious. Came inside. I got some background on that. I probably should keep that how I got it, right? Because I, I was I was probing around on that. Um, but one thing, Harper's focus will win it at all. And that's when you'll see him with champagne running down his face and bottle corks flying around the air and all. It's, it's, he's just going to wait. He wants to win the whole thing. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with the team celebrating. Um, I thought maybe it's a little much, but, um, you know, get ready for Atlanta. Um, I got a text um, in the fifth inning. Some of my friends set the over-under on Noel at the fifth inning. I didn't understand why. 
looking at Noel's game against he threw against Atlanta recently. I thought he's pitched his best baseball at the end of the season. Um, but they set the uh they set the over under at five innings. I thought the over was an easy an easy win there. And it was. I mean, what do you end up with? Three hits, one walk, shut out. I mean, wow. Um he was on. It, it, it wasn't the best I've seen him. Last night, I would say it was it was the best I've seen Wheeler throw. I I was drawing reference to last year in uh, Houston. Uh, I wouldn't call tonight's game by Noel the best I've seen him throw. Far from it. He's thrown some real gems. But he was effective tonight. Again, you got the Marlins bats. 27th in baseball. I mean, what are you going to make of it? Uh, but you play your schedule, and you have to beat your schedule. And that's, that's the way it ends up, you know? Soto coming in, throwing 100 miles an hour. It's cool to see, although they got to him a little bit. I am supremely confident about the Phillies bullpen. No doubt about that. Uh, I think we match up with the Braves um, admirably. I, I, I mean, you're not going to match up with their 850 OPS. I mean, that would be ridiculous to say. But the, um, I think the um, bullpen uh, leans to the Phillies, no doubt. Uh, elite closer. I think I could give Alvarado that tag again, and you're certainly not going to give that to Julio and Clay. Stop with that. The Phillies are already in that guy's head. He wants no parts of it. I heard that there was some back and forth on the internet tonight, X, Twitter, what the hell is it called? I don't know. That Braves fans were saying that if we lose one of the first two games at home, we're cooked because there is now – a mantra of feeling out there that you can't win in Philadelphia. I mean, what's what's it going to be after tonight's game? Twenty four and eleven, or twenty five and eleven? Best home court, if you will, uh, in uh, in baseball or in all sports that I hear. That's uh, powerful, man. That's what that's what the uh, the bank is doing. Uh, and you can't, you just can't come into Philly and rob the bank. Can't do it. Won't let you. And uh, it's impressive. It's hats off to the long, tattered, abused Philadelphia fans. All the nonsense about Santa Claus. Oh, just all the nonsense. Let's leave it at that. Uh, they are unbelievable uh, fans, and and are demonstrating that nobody wants to come in here. And if Atlanta is uh, is even. Uh, then they think the Phillies could wrap it up here at home. Remember, it's it's best of five. Uh, and the schedule, while we're at it, because, man, I'll tell you, it's 15, go quick. The schedule, I don't have time for you, but I know it is Saturday, Sunday off. Uh, Monday, kind of an odd thing there. Why not play, you know, Saturday, Sunday? Well, for TV. So Saturday in Atlanta, Sunday off, Monday in Atlanta, travel day, um, Tuesday, and then Wednesday, Thursday at the bank. Um, that that says Bank Park, and um, and then Saturday. So it starts on on a Saturday in Atlanta, ends on a Saturday in Atlanta. If we don't wrap it up before that, I love our chances. They're a formidable team. I think we start pitch better. I think we relief pitch better. Uh, I think we run the bases now better. Uh, I think defensively this team is at its apex, playing the best ball it has played all season. 
that's that is a no brainer. I mean, that's not even that that's the safest statement anyone's ever going to make. The team is playing a really good ball defensively, and it you know it took a season to, to get that gone. Um, you know, last night I know we played errorless ball, and I am having a right now a blackout on my phone, so I can't get in. I believe tonight was errorless ball. Um, yeah, but anyway, I'll guess that it was. If not, would we have an error? But we're playing much better defense. You're seeing plays being made by the left side of the infield. That's the litmus test right there. Turner and uh, and Stott, they got to make those tough plays on the left side of the infield. You you, you know that I'm uh, I'm sorry, bomb. Uh, I said Stott, put bomb in, put Stott back at second. Thank you. Um, and I, Harper's doing a great job. How about him being plus DRS defensive run saved? How about that? Harper stepping in, and everybody's like, oh, he's really going to struggle. Now, they're going to wait until he won't struggle. He's, he's got too much damn pride to struggle. So great job there. Uh, and when you put those two uh, rabbits out in the outfield, <laughs> JT's still the best defensively. So that's a formidable team um, defensively. And you're seeing the other games where plays aren't being made um, happen in all the games today. And that's key, man. You got to make plays. So I, I think they're better defensively. I don't think, you know, Coonan's going to be a one-man wrecking crew. You can't allow that to happen. But once you get past uh, six, five, six, and the bottom of the lineup, uh, seven, eight, nine, uh, I like our side, seven, eight, nine. Uh, I like our bench. Uh, I really do. Marsh is going to get, you know, locked in there on some righties. Uh, what's there not to like about the team right now? I mean, for me to be this high, and I've been very critical because of of what? Defense. And all of a sudden, if you told me, I said in July, that that would be our outfield for the, for the first round of the playoffs, I'd have said you're dreaming, man. I would have said you're absolutely crazy. Tell me that he's going to uh, sit Marsh Okay, uh, and have Rojas and uh, Porsche out there. I call him Porsche. I mean, just I'm still flabbergasted. Uh, you say what you will. I mean, the the left fielder doesn't have any at bats yet. Uh, and before he got the fill, he, he was a 120 hitter. But we put him out there for defense, and he's made plays. And then Rojas in center field looks sick, looks ridiculous. Okay, so that's pleasing, and that picks up the pitchers. They don't turn over the rotation and pitch count. That picks everybody up. It invigorates everybody, right? Well, what what was when it's all said and done, and the uh, uh, Phillies are uh, do a great job of celebrating the win with the fireworks and um, high hope, like Harry and all that stuff. What were the Marlins doing, standing at the top step of the dugout, acting like they're looking for their long lost puppy? Like they just lost a brutal game on a, an inside the park home run with bases loaded and two out and they had a three run lead. You just got annihilated. Okay. You didn't show up. Okay. You never got off the plane. Okay. You had, you had two hits. You know, get the hell off, get out of the dugout and get into the clubhouse and hide your face while the kitten's good. Go have a, a cheeseburger, you know, down at Pat's or, or Jimmy's or wherever the hell your favorite place is. And get back on the plane and get out of Dodge, man. What are you, what are you standing there watching the celebration like? 
you know, this could have been us. If only what? If only 60 things had gone slightly different. I mean, come on. That's not the time you do that. There's a time to lament and assess and, you know, uh, have a teary eye because you really competed. Marlins, you didn't compete. All right. I mean, the pitchers did a little bit, but we we got to them. We smoked them. So I, I didn't I didn't get any of that. So have yourselves a great Thursday. Enjoy the win. The Phillies did what they had to do. They took care of business, and that's what you had to do. But boy, they look so damn impressive doing it. Okay, and uh, and the Braves are going to sit back, get a little flat without facing uh, major league pitching. That's a long time off, and I think it hurts the team. There's no pitching machine that can emulate uh, Wheeler and Nola. Uh-uh, not the stuff they were throwing on the last two nights. There's no pitch machine made that could give you those experiences, okay? So I think the break hurts you. I really do. We'll see. But I think we match up. I, I love our chances. We're not going to go in and sweep it, you know, 3-0 or something like that. But if we can manage to take a game in Atlanta, then I love our chances, Okay. And uh, it just feels like this really could be the year. We're better than last year. Turner's a madman right now. He's a madman, okay? It's not just sustained innovation. He made a, uh, an adjustment to his grip. Whole bit. It's a podcast for another day. Love you all. Thanks for listening. You got some really good feedback today. You like the short show. I like doing it. Sponsored by Grimley Financial. People say to me, why don't you give your company a plug? Do you not like them? No, I love them. 38 years. I just uh, don't want to turn the podcast into, you know, Facebook. Uh, ha ha. But anyway, yeah, it's great to have uh, Grimley Financial in back of this show and, and doing a different things. We're going to try to get uh, Bo. We had a, we actually got our signals crossed for Monday. So we're going to try to hook up this Monday. Charlie's doing well. I told you that last night. And uh, we got some other exciting guests that are saying, hey, we'll come on. So we're looking forward to that, too. That's a wrap. Have a good Thursday. Over and out. Go Phillies. The